You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. And we're good. Hey, welcome. What's going on? This is episode 370 of the one and only IT in the D show broadcasting live from our quarantined homes. And I think looks like August is in his office. You can uh, find us online, IT in the D.com. Do us a favor. Give us a like on the socials and subscribe to us everywhere. Fine podcasts are sold. Uh, yeah. So, and as per usual, yeah, no events. No, not, not, we're not doing those. Uh, that's just not going to be a thing for a while. Uh, we'll figure that out as we go. Uh, yeah. And so, I mean, we might as well dive right in. I mean, the whole reason why we've got Augie here, uh, you know, he is not just, uh, the alcoholic enabler uh, that he is uh, at, at Whiskey in the Jar, but he is uh, the city clerk. Oh, he's the, very good at that, too. He, he is. He's, he's very good at both of his jobs. <laughs> uh, but he Thanks, is. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're responsible about it. Um, but no, so, uh, you know, he is the city clerk uh, for the city of Hamtramck. And, you know, as we are now, what, two weeks away uh, from election time. Um, thought it would Two be weeks tomorrow. Yeah, I thought it would be a good idea to you know, hey, let's just talk about what's going on. I mean, you hear, you know, everything from you know, mail in ballots are fake to there's going to be militias posted outside of you know voting locations and that kind of crap. So let's let's get somebody we know and like you know, to give us you know what what are you seeing and what are you hearing and what should people really know about this nonsense. Dave, well, it's, it's also called Corona Eradication Day, coronavirus. Right. Day. That's yeah, yeah. Well, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, it's always good to play podcast tour with you guys again. <laughs> um, and I especially like doing it about something that's as serious as my uh, my day to day professional job. So, um, we have City Hampshire, as you know, is surrounded by Detroit, so we get a lot of of uh, Detroit voters coming in here because they're actually closer to my city hall than they are their own. I've got, I get a half dozen Detroit ballots in my Dropbox every day. Really? So, uh, yeah. So Wouldn't have expected this is a, that. This is a, an example of like, an, I got an Auburn Hills ballot today in my Dropbox. It's okay. Uh, we make sure, we make Bob, sure they get where they're going. Bob was having a donor kebab and figured since he was right there. Yeah. <laughs> that actually might've been it. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. The, one of the biggest sources of confusion that I come across is the fact that there's a lot of national news around the election right now, and every state has different voting laws. Mm-hmm. And every state has different early voting, different uh, signature requirements, different everything. And so you get people don't different, up. Don't different and, cities also? No, different cities do not. It's all run by the state. Okay. You have state voting laws. Which I think is absurd when you're doing a federal election and we're electing a, a national office, but we all have different rights to vote. In fact, the, the most most empowered voter in the in America is the overseas voter who's allowed to vote by email. Uh, we can send them vote a ballot on email. They fill it out and can mail it back to us. Um, and then we transfer it on to a regular ballot. So if you live overseas, you have more voting rights than you do if you live here. And you get an extra uh, time frame to get the vote back to us. Interesting. So like, I sat down and watched the... Um uh, the Netflix special uh, about voting, like who, I think it's called Whose Vote Counts, um, and it's only like 22, 23 minutes long, um, and it's got like Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, AOC is in it, uh, you know, a few other people are in it, um, but it was like really eye opening about like what you were just talking about, like there are some states where 
you are just automatically enrolled in absentee voting, uh, and and you get a ballot in the mail every every time. Every election is just there. Uh, there are some like Michigan where you have to opt in. Uh, there are some like Texas where you have to provide a valid excuse as to why you can't go to the poll. Which Michigan had up until two years ago. Really? They had the same thing, but everybody lied. Everybody <laughs> just lied. So it didn't matter. I was like calling we in sick. Home. We don't we don't research it. <laughs> yeah. Is it really your religion that you can't come to the polls on November third? No, we don't care. It's just no. to me, it's a way to alleviate the lines on election day and that stress. So. Right. Well, and I mean, and I guess you know that's that's one of the things you're hearing is that you know there aren't going to be as many locations open. I mean, I, I know that's a, a lot of I've heard a lot about that with other states, but not Michigan. Not in Michigan. We are keeping uh, consolidating a poll is a nightmare for a clerk. You talk about getting phone calls from every alphabet soup organization, NAACUCLAP, whatever. Confusing people on where they vote is a is a huge no no for a clerk. So the idea of consolidating precincts has never even crossed my mind. Um, I can tell you that this is going to fundamentally change how elections are run, even at the local level in a place like Hamtramck. Um, the reason why, uh, for example, in 2016, I had seven about 7,500 voters here in the presidential election out of 11,000. Okay. I've already got 5,000 absentee ballots out. In 2016, I had 800. Wow. Not only that, over 4,000 of these people have signed up to be on the permanent list, which was about 480 before this election cycle. So that's thousands of people. And I had only 2,000-some people vote in my last city council election. So the the access to the ballot is greatly increased now. Hmm. And that's not a bad thing. No, not at all, yeah. But it, but it changes our clerk infrastructure. And fortunately, Michigan was very lucky to get to be uh, the recipient of several large chunks of money for election grants that we, we were just fortunate to get because of COVID. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Got it right there. That's not the yeah. one I found in my. I was like, yeah, that's not the one they they showed up there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh wait, no, that was that was that was his second one. That was that was the second one that he dropped off there. That was yeah. Vote so. early, vote often, right? Isn't that the truth? Is that what happened? <laughs> hey, is that is that true? By the way, the more absentee ballots you get, the more votes you get. No. Well, ah. no, you don't get the vote twice. The system does block. <laughs> ah. System locks it out. In this day and age, though, of IT. Can't you have a national database like sorted by social security number, which which allows you to like you'd think at the, is, is there any country that you can like vote via app that is uh, uh I believe Estonia does online elections. I've I've seen Estonia? technology where you vote on your phone ahead of time and it gives you a QR code. You just walk it up, put it on the tabulator, it beeps, you walk out. You don't even have to do the paper. You just do it, but you still got to go See? in person. QR code. Look at this. Look at this madness. It's it's got a point <laughs> in today's society. Well, that's no. not here, but that technology is out there. I mean, that goes back to my argument on why you automatically register to vote the minute you get a social security number, or um, even more, why why register to vote at all? Why can't everybody who's here just vote? Well, there's here, a lot. Why there's not? citizenship. Also. Citizenship is still a thing. I mean, if you uh, live here, you should have some say in what's happening here. I agree, but there's also other states where once you're a felon, you can't vote, or if you don't have your certain fines paid, you can't vote. They still have like poll taxes in Florida. So and that was so that was part of that special that I watched that was really really interesting about 
just that, like who does and does not even have the right to vote. Um, and you know, you mentioned Florida and Florida just went through a huge battle, um, that about restoring the right to vote to felons and the Republican governor, I guess not to be pulled, whatever, but the Republican governor that was against it, um, won by a margin smaller than the number of, like much smaller than yeah. the number of felons that would have been made eligible to vote had he not vetoed that. There isn't any social or political scientist that won't tell you if we had 100% voter participation in the United States, the Republican Party would not exist the way it does now. It would be just it would be different. The parties would be different. They would have different political leanings if we had 100% voter participation. Well, and so I guess, and you would probably so know this. Voter suppression is always good for the right leaning. So and I, I guess what are the what are the statistics, you know, both locally and nationally when it comes to like pe- people actually getting out and voting? I everyone says that like the the Obama the first Obama election was the greatest voter turnout nationally we've ever had. Right. Um it's going And to, wasn't that still like 35%? <laughs> no, I mean No, I thought it was half. Wasn't it close to half? Close to, I, think, I thought it was six. I can't tell you off the head. I, I uh, fifty-five and a half percent. Yeah. Okay. I would have, I would have guessed sixty. Um, we're going to have probably close to seventy-five percent in this city. Um, it drops off in bigger cities. Obviously, that's where it's hard. Hey, let me ask a question though. Let me ask a question. Going back, like the whole felon thing. I'm, I'm, I don't know about this. Like, let's say I'm a felon and I live in uh, Florida, but it's okay in Michigan. If I move my residence to Michigan, then do I get to vote? Yes, you do. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's my argument about inconsistent laws in different states, which just confuses people when they see stories on that CNN changes, or Fox or anything else. No, that changes kind of everything, I would think. You you would think. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. You would think. And if you're going to elect the president, I feel like we should all have the same rules. But that's just, I'm a federalist <laughs> by nature, so that's kind of my, you know, my thought on it. So I guess like yeah, what? No, sorry. Go ahead, Bob. No, I didn't have anything. It's just you know I'm I'm kind of on the fence. If you're a like a severe, if, there's there's different classes of felonies, right? Having a gram of cocaine and murdering 15 people is obviously not the same. And that's uh, why that law is not yeah. in Michigan. <laughs> it's just a yeah. you know different states do that. Right. Right. Just like the early voting and the absentee voting starts at different points in different right. states. Um. It's just all about how they're set up. Michigan is one of only, I think it's nine states where the elections are even locally run. Elections are run by county or by election districts, not by the local clerks. Lucky us. Are they having, yeah, go figure. Are they having problems getting poll workers because the Rona? They uh, were. This time? There were. A lot of the problems that were brought about by coronavirus have been, we'll say, paid for. A lot of grant money went out there. Detroit is overpaying people to work. I'm turning poll workers away. Yeah, I saw it was like $600 a day. Yeah, that's They have to, though. Yeah. They get people to work in those polls. Now, Detroit is an untamable animal. I have seven precincts. I'll get one screw up. We'll fix it by the end of the night. Detroit has 503 precincts. Look at that math. And it's one's out of balance. You just got to figure out why. It just, it's an impossible animal to tame. And... They don't need 503 precincts, but if you remember, Garland Gilchrist ran for clerk on the idea that he was going to consolidate the precincts and lost by exactly how many old church ladies were going to lose their jobs when he he eliminated 200 precincts times eight workers. Right. It was like that close of an election. Yeah. Wow. 
So I guess like what? We didn't lose out. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. He's he, he very much moved on up. Uh, so like what? I guess what are you like? What are you expecting? What are you like? What I guess are there any problems you're anticipating? Are there like like just how do you envision you know two weeks from tomorrow going? My locally, I'm going to be fine. Um, I took advantage of the grants. We've got, we've expanded my absentee counting, which look, we had, you know, four women with that spent 10 hours in a room with one tabulator and some casseroles. Now I have literally, I have 10 people, three tabulators broken into three boards in a bigger room. And it's all, it's already like right behind me. You can see about 2,300 ballots are back out of the 5,000 I've mailed out. Uh, they're slowly coming back in. So what's going to slow us down is people who wait until the last minute to turn in their mail-in ballots. That always slows things down because you have to go back and open the tabulators and run those through. Election day itself, as far as lines, lines are caused by slow voters. Uh, this is a big ballot. There's a lot of proposals on there. Yeah. If you go in there not knowing what you're doing, that slows the process down. We'll have enough voting booths. We'll have enough workers. We'll have all the PPE in the world. Um. I'm not worried about any of this insurrection stuff or open carry weirdos and all that kind of stuff. I, I think the news is going to look hard to find some of that and sensationalize it. I'm not worried about no, that. No, they would I, never. I, this is not my first presidential election. I'm used to lines, and people who vote in presidential elections are used to lines. But the fact that I'm going to have almost two-thirds of the votes in the city out of the way already. Helps immensely, yeah. We'll see what happens, you know? So what's the... Uh... What's the deal? I know they're trying. I don't know if they're trying to push a narrative or if it's a thing where every three or four days you're like, "Oh, there's ballots in the trash." Um, what's what's going on with that? What what is that? I, I saw one headline in Pennsylvania. I saw one in Kentucky. Uh, but then everybody runs it. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's not what it looks like from my experiences. But I'm not there. You know, I. It, it doesn't make any sense. No one really gains by throwing ballots away. I just don't see it. Well, they were like, one of them, they were dressed, you know, oh, they were dressed military or, oh, they were dressed this party or, you know what I mean? It seems like, it seems like they're trying to push a narrative with, with all of it. I don't, yeah, there's it no, there sense. are no markings on any envelope in any state that indicates what party you're in on the outside envelope. <laughs> I mean, unless you're, you know, slapping a Trump 2020 stamp on it. That's yeah. Which people <laughs> have done. <laughs> People have done, you know, we give everybody the I voted by mail stickers in with their ballot. And you, every day we get one or two. They put that sticker on the front of the envelope and they send it back to us. Like, Well, you're welcome. Glad I bought 10,000 of those suckers. Mine is going to be I pooped today. That's going to be my stamp. That's that's your sticker at every election, Bob. That's the yeah, idea we're, we're is, aware. Yeah. Congratulations. It might as well be this year. <laughs> Plus, if your ballot was one of the ones that ended up, you know, lost or whatever you can just see your status on the michigan website saying you hey, can your ballot has i don't i mean how many people are savvy enough to take a look and see if their ballot arrived or not i mean i do get phone calls usually from older voters do you, did you get my ballot did you get my ballot because they see some things on well, tv i didn't know mail what is up with that randy because i didn't know anything about that either oh yeah you can you can track yeah, like when you mail yours back in bob you can track the status of it yeah go to the michigan voter information center i'll tweet the link out and uh, you just put in your name and your uh birth month and birth year and your zip code and it'll tell you the status of your ballot oh okay and it, it's worked so There's young people call me all the time saying i thought i did this right i guess i didn't because i don't see my application on the system and i'm like nope it's not here but we can fix that because you called and we got time so yeah now here's 
this is what's going to, this is what I, I don't want to play prediction game or anything, but I can just see this, this is going to turn into a, the, the biggest mess in the, in our lifetimes. Um, I don't know. Let's let's keep in mind. We let's keep in mind. We we did all live through the 2000 presidential election. There are no hanging chads on this year's ballot. There's no hanging chads. <laughs> I was gonna say every election there's something, but like a million ballots show up the day after the election. Um, what what happens? Are they, are they extending this? Are they? Is it is there so? Cut deadline. The Supreme Court just ruled against uh, the Republican Party, where they wanted to. Uh, so apparently now Pennsylvania has an extra three days to count votes. It's different state to state. Yeah. So it depends on how it's yeah. done. So here in Michigan, a judge said yes, two weeks if it's postmarked before the election. Then the other judge said that's not for judges to decide; that's for the legislature to decide, and the legislature would have to make that. Say that, make that uh, I don't know law. I guess that adjustment for this. So every state. So are we gonna have to? We're gonna have to wait till Christmas to figure out who the damn president is. No, you're not gonna have enough votes that arrive after the the ballot date uh, after November third to really swing this. Uh, that would have more of an effect in a local race that's on your ballot. If there's some proposals that lost by twenty votes, mm. and we suddenly take things that arrive later, that'll change. Uh, it's not gonna change a presidential at all. Uh, I don't think there's so much national word out to vote in October to get it in early. Um, For example, Hamtramck turned down the county's offer of free postage because that would have been thousands of dollars that wasn't going to get spent because everybody walks it in here. I probably of the 2,500 ballots I got back, 2,000 of them were walked in. Dropbox. It's a small town, you know, but... But at the same time, people are dropping off Detroit's ballots here. And as long as they don't, you know, right now it's easy. I can put those in the mail and get them to Detroit. But on election day, if they drop them off here, they ain't going to get where they're going. Right. So that goes against my joke because everyone was complaining about the drop boxes being taken away. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, take away something that I haven't done in 30 years. Like, like because that used to be every neighborhood I remember had when it was a thing. And then, you know, they're all, they've been gone for years. Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you where Dropbox is. We wouldn't put a Dropbox anywhere we didn't have cameras anyway. And that's pretty common around, you know, it's like Detroit's are all in spots where there's some kind of surveillance, you know, libraries, police stations, things like that. Um, in California, it's kind of crazy. They have different rules for collecting ballot, a.k.a. vote harvesting. So a person can say, hey, I'll take all your ballots, give them to me. And as long as he signs the bottom of the envelope, he's the one delivering the ballots. California Republican Party in Orange County put up drop boxes, said, chop your ballots here. We're a person that can take your ballots. And there's a big court battle over not whether or not they could do that because it's, it's considered vote harvesting, but there's no person to assign to it. So it's not valid under their law. But it's this is and, you know, we all know California is going blue. But the congressional races don't. Always. Should, shouldn't voting just be like easy? Like, I, I think that's my problem with all of this is like, like, shouldn't shouldn't like just voting be a simple friggin process? Yes. Like, I like, you know, you talk about like all the proposals and that kind of stuff. Like, I, like I've gotten to the point now where like I don't need three paragraphs of you trying to BS your way into me voting one way or the other. If you cannot describe a proposal in like two sentences to tell me exactly what you're asking for. Yeah, I'm probably voting no on it. Well, then be glad you don't live in the Pacific Northwest or California where the legislatures don't do anything and everything is done by proposal. 
there's actually big money in proposal voter guides in the, on the West Coast. There's dozens of them. Every decision's made by proposal because no one in the legislature wants to make decisions because they all got term limits. Dave, you ever read those things? It's like this thing won't not know. Yeah, it won't who, not. Like, it won't not. It? Never ever possibly could be for the you know for the city, county, state. Right. It's like it's like it's like someone like Mad Libs. Like you're supposed to circle the right. one that you want it to be. Like okay, yeah, I will apply. What? Yeah. Which leaves but it open. We're talking special, about that with somebody. Special interest group and, and interpretation, and whoever you listen to is telling you a different way that something means. You know. We have that, especially in local proposals. That happens a lot. No, I remember voting the wrong way on something because it read because there was one of those flipped words. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I was voting for that way. They're like, nope, it was you remember the, the, way. the two different wolf proposals on the ballot in Michigan the same year, back-to-back yeah. wolf things? They were just so convoluted. Wolf Blitzer? <laughs> Well, another reason why voting by mail is better because you have time to look at that ballot and figure that stuff out for a couple of days instead of just having to make a decision in the poll booth and likely skipping it. Yeah, and that was uh, my buddy sent me this thing about like if you there is a marking anywhere it null like I think that's bullshit. But I would set the terms here. What's with, the, with the, like a random marking somewhere on it nullifies the whole ballot? What's up with that? Okay, that's not true. Um, it is true that it you do not have the chance to what we call second chance voting if you vote by mail. So if you it said vote for only one and you voted for two, that ballot still has to count. Just that office won't count. Everything else counts. If there's a stray mark on the ballot, it will spit the ballot out. But then we have a team of a Democrat and a Republican in the AV board that duplicate that ballot exactly on a piece of paper, on a ballot that doesn't have a stray mark on it, and we run it through and count it. In the polling location, if you have a stray mark on it, like you drew a you know, a smiley face on your ballot, it'll spit it out and say, it's not going to count. There's stray marks. Do it again. A Democrat and a Republican, right, Augie? 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's Bob. He's going to draw a dick butt on his ballot that's what Bob okay does. well that's <laughs> I did not, I did not try dick butt well, so, and, we and do so, have both in the in the in the because look this is what you got to do i've been doing this a long time I, I worked in communities where it's hard to get democrats i worked in a community where it's hard to get republicans you know um does it have to be those two parties only yes actually very it's a good once question. again proving that third parties don't matter it's a good question like i have a couple of my poll workers that are uh like the was it the the American Worker Party or something or Working Class Party, Working Class Party that that are do claim to be members of that party. And I've had libertarians in the past as well and some Green Party people. I sign them just as everybody else. But when it comes to ballot duplication and bringing the ballots back at night, it has to be Democrat and Republican. I did see that my uh, my idea has been taken already for the Common Sense Party, which I think this country needs desperately. Um, It's already been it's already a thing. CommonSense.org. Uh, well, there's a home for you yet, then. <laughs> there is, there is. There's well, so and I know one of the. Uh, I'm 90. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it'll be there then. No, so I, I know one of the things that like apparently really matters, and this is like concerning for somebody like me whose like handwriting just gets worse and worse with each passing year. Um, like your signature has to match the one they have on file for you. So like I just went and got my license renewed. I, like I'm gonna have to look at my license to make sure I write my signature the same way. <laughs> It's it's that is up to honestly uh, interpretation of the person checking. 
Um, the po- point of that is to make sure it's not someone else signing the ballot for them. Right. We do catch when a husband signed them both or if they signed each other's. Uh, and we have time now to fix that. We do contact the voter and say, hey, come on in. Most of this is caught in the application process. If your signature doesn't match on the application, we get a hold of you and we have you fix it. Um, we have usually there's two ways to check. We have their first signature when they first registered to vote is in our in those file cabinets back there. And if they've changed their signature, that's the digital copy that's on the computer. Gotcha. So if it doesn't match on the computer. We go back and look at the card. And if we, if we, if it's, we think it's that person, boom. Um, we rarely, rarely worry about that on the ballots. I've not had that problem on ballots. We do get some back unsigned and we do everything we can to contact people. That is why we ask for your phone number and your email on your ballot application in case something like this happens. We can get a hold of you. So, and, and I know one of the other things, like, so you mentioned the whole, like, there's no second chance, you know, if, if you're, if you screw up on your mail-in ballot. So let's say you got a mail-in ballot, but you change your mind and decide you want to go vote in person. Can you, and what do you have to do? It depends on if you turned it in or not. Well, yeah, no, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm, yeah, if, if you've already mailed it in, you're. Well, there's two processes. If you did, if you didn't turn it in, you go to the polls, the poll book will say was given an absentee ballot. They have to call, the, the, there's a help desk. They call City Hall. We say we did or didn't get it. If we say we didn't get it, we spoil that ballot, and they sign a little affidavit saying, I surrender my vote, and they can vote in person. Can you, like, br- can you bring it with you and just say, hey, no, look. You don't have to. You don't have to. It'll never count. We'll never, it'll never check in. Um, but say you did mail it in, and you change your mind on something, or somebody dies, and so you want to come pull it back. This happened when Bloomberg backed out of the race after some people had voted for him in August right. or in March. You can come into City Hall and get your ballot and spoil it and get another one. You can do that up until 10 a.m. on Monday before the election. Wow. And people do so that. What's other, uh, what's other misconceptions? Because obviously everybody hears a lot of garbage and with social media spreading weird stuff. What's, uh, what's one of the biggest misconceptions you've heard that we haven't talked about? Oh, the deadlines are always different. Um, someone, an older gentleman called me today. I know today was my last day to get an online ballot. And I, how come I can't get an online ballot? I'm like, well, sir, we don't do online ballots. There's requests and you just yeah. check it down for them. Yeah, you can fill out the request online, but yeah. People re-register to vote all the time. They come in with their voter registration. Uh, oftentimes they think that's an absentee ballot application, but it's not. So we always ask them, so you registered twice you know did you want an application um i have a mail vat i got a stack probably a foot and a half high of doubles of duplicate mail-in applications because all these outside groups have been bombarding mailboxes with registrations and applications and these these guilting you into voting things it, it looks like a resident at 22101 hopgood hasn't voted in four years is that you you should do this and these outside groups just pull these lists and, and they scare people and then they think that their vote didn't count last time and they start calling me. Um, so it actually, and that's, that's exactly the question I was going to ask is cause I know there was a big kerfuffle uh, in the news. I think it was yesterday or, or the day before. Can you describe the kerfuffle? Can you, can you describe the ruckus? Um, because uh, Whitmer vetoed something that would have increased the penalties on things like 
registering twice or requesting two ballots and like and reading through it it made perfect sense as to why she vetoed it um because it was basically trying to make it a felony if you even so much as requested a ballot a second time where when you've got so much stuff like that going on or dude like i like you forget shit like did i already do that system is brand new you had no way of looking before like three months ago yeah yeah i understand especially when there's deadlines like there's a printing deadline People would send me three requests before we even had the ballots here. So they might have been worried we didn't get one. So they sent right. it again. And, you know, it's – I get it. And when they get it in the mail, they just assume that it's from the city. Right. So yeah, they, they, yeah, they don't read the return address or any of the markings. Yeah. They think something's wrong. And with, honestly, one of the problems with these new ballots, for years and years, your ballot came in a manila envelope, Right. They came in a manila-covered envelope that everyone knew was a ballot. These are new to people. They look like credit card applications at some point. Yeah. You know? They're not used to color in their official voting stuff. You know, Detroit still has a big manila envelope. Um, but they all they have... They came from the Philippines? What, Bob? <laughs> they came from the Philippines? <laughs> Randy got it. Yes, Come on. yes. But it, yeah, uh, manila? Uh, manila. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I called them vanilla when I was a kid, but you know, <laughs> vanilla, vanilla, whatever works. Okay. Um, with you. Other than that, I mean, so the polling places—they're—they're they're going to do what? Six feet distancing, wear a mask, pull your mask down when you show your ID, or what's? We're no, to be honest with you, uh, but we also don't have the right to enforce mask wearing at the polls. And that was made very clear by the by the governor that we cannot we're not mask wearing enforcement, which is why we provide as much all the PPE, all the masks and gloves and sanitizer for our staff and encourage them to do whatever they feel comfortable and safe with, because we can't guarantee the dirty public. Because, yeah, I guess technically that would you'd get into arguments about voting suppression at that point. Right. Right. Well, what about like for religious reasons? Do they that's something I have no idea about, like uh, for religious reasons. We, the, the women in, in this town are used to that. And we, we do have space set aside if there's a doubt um, where people can identify themselves. Uh, we've done it at City Hall, too, with a second room and having a, a female check. Um, it has not been a problem here. I know people want it to be in some communities and it's certain uh, websites will talk about it, but it has not been a problem here at all. Or in Dearborn. It really hasn't. They're used to it. It's, it's part of the process. That's fair. Like I said, I was I never you know never dealt with it. So that's a fair question. I know in him, I make a good thing. Yeah. You know, you got seventy three IDs from your dead relatives, and you can just keep walking in the yard. <laughs> no, that's only done with, that's only done with bridge cards, Bob. Not with voting. Uh, <laughs> well, I know that's true, but nice. I mean, you know, I can't even laugh at that. I know, right? All right. Uh, I mean, I guess anything else we, we haven't talked about that we should or anything else you want to get out there to folks? Um, vote early, not often. Uh, the earlier you get your ballots in, ah. the better it's going to be for getting the results in sooner on election night. Uh, if you don't trust the mail, drop it off. That simple. Well, and I think I, I think that's the one thing that has people really, really nervous right now is, I mean, just all the horror stories you hear about, you know, the Postal Service and everything else. And, you know, is it OK to mail it? But, yeah, I mean, there's we've had no real problems here. We check the postmarks on stuff. We look at, you know, yeah. I, I mail my own ballot to myself here in town just so I can get a, a feel for the delivery time. And 
you know, sure, I'd say that 80% of the people that tell me they never got their ballot, it's because they didn't know what they were looking for. Yeah. You know, and it's no big deal. I don't care how they lost it or how they didn't get it. We'll replace it. That's oh. fine. And they have a chance to vote on Election Day still. So there you go. I mean, the, the, the envelope says important on it, so, I mean, they should know. It's, Which is why I say it looks like a credit card. Yeah, because, yeah, those all say important, yeah. Because they all say important open now. All right, well, hey, I mean, I, I guess if, if that's it, we can cut you loose and let you get back to work, and, and we'll carry on with our merry shenanigans. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this office now. Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, thank you for having me on. It's always good to be here, and I look forward to the next time I'm coming on for more fun reasons, like a fundraiser or uh, you know an event somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when those can happen again, for sure. All right, now can I talk about the worst right. burger I've ever had in my entire life? Yes, now you can talk about the worst burger you've ever had in your entire life, yes. So this weekend, my daughter turned 14, right? And uh, she wanted to go. Which is still crazy to me, but we'll ignore that for now. And uh, my middle one, I know. She wants to go for milkshakes at like a 50s diner. So I'm like, all right, perfect. There's one right by the house, like literally that we've never been to. And it says cheeseburger, $8, right? And you think about, and, and like the milkshake is $5. So I'm like, there's no bourbon in that. And I'm doing all the, you know. It's better be a damn, better uh, be better, a goddamn good milkshake. Better be a hell. Well, yeah. Well, no, I mean, for a, like a good hand done milkshake, I'm okay with that. Eight bucks. That better be a hell of a cheeseburger. And it's a la carte. No fries with that. Fries are extra. Um, this thing, honest to God, I've had friends that cook beef jerky on grills. <laughs> I've made frozen GFS patties at family parties, and I've never had a worse cheeseburger. In my entire life, hands down, this couldn't have been any more awful. And I don't understand how you make it like that. Because literally, I've had blind people cook for me that are like tasted better than this. And this is like, there's only like four things on their menu, like for food. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It's it's not, it's not a huge menu. Like, it's not like they do a lot of stuff. No, and it's, a, it's like Telway where it's like the, the burger. It's not Telway, by the way. Those are my favorite. Um, but it's like that kind of a menu board. And I'm like, to this day, I will never, like, I want to, the first thing I was like thinking about, do I write a review, <laughs> Yelp review? And I go, I wanted to write, literally, I think I'm going to write the owner a letter going, can I just work with you and your chef? Your to make this suck less. Minutes? Yeah, I go, because like, it should be the most, it should be, an, I can make an amazing burger in my kitchen. Like, how do you not? <laughs> like, when that's what you do for a living. Yeah, exactly. That's you have one job, right? Like, I, so anyway, I, I had to rant about it because um, an article came out this week ranking the top twenty-two fast food burgers. Yeah, the chains. Yeah, that's where that's where I, yeah that's where I was just going with that. And you know, at the bottom of the list, you have Sonic, which I kind of agree with. Yeah, they're they're not my favorite. Not a then, thing. Then when you get a burger from there, it's it's down. You go there for the cherry limeade, and that's it. Uh, yeah, the, dude, their slushies are amazing. Like that's that's why you pull into Sonic. Last uh, time I went to Sonic too, right. it was ungodly expensive. For like two people, it was like almost thirty dollars. Really? Yeah. Which you shouldn't. See, the one I don't agree with. The one I don't agree with, and I'm going to argue to my death is Twenty One Fuddruckers. I think it's garbage because I think they're, they they make a freaking great burger to this day. If you go to the one on 18 in Van Dyke, 
Like that is a tasty burger. Like there, you know, again, it's not hard to mess up a burger. But okay, I mean, but so, but yeah, I mean, did you read why they said this in this article though? I mean, they said basically they're going, they're gone. What? Well, no, I mean, they said you know, hey, you know, the, yeah, you have great memories of Fuddruckers, but those days, you know, those times are gone. You know, Fuddruckers yeah, is, last time you were at a Fuddruckers? isn't what you remember. You know, the you know the oh. Says the fantastic, juicy, made-to-order burgers of yesteryear have been replaced by sad, overpriced burgers that do not do your memories justice. See, here's the thing: I went to the one that was in a chain plaza on like Evergreen and Southfield. That was shit. I went to the one 18 and Vandick is the one that's legit. It's like the 50s. They got the Elvis booth and all that stuff. That one's been there since I've been born. That one's could not be more legit. Um, and it's freaking outstanding. Was so there one in... they they franchise they franchise too quick and they got bad? Um, I don't know. Wasn't there one in like Bloomfield Hills for a while too on like Telegraph or something? Yep, that was that was one of the chain plaza ones that were yeah. awful. It's the only one um, I've ever been to. Yeah. See, and then like Dairy Dude, I've oh. I've never gotten a burger at Dairy Queen. Like who's like I, I've I, never eaten one either. I like yeah, you go there, you know, and then you've got of course White Castle, A and W, decent. Um, you know, McDonald's, their whole thing is it's the, you know, the tried and true stability of a McDonald's burger, no matter where they are. Yeah, but to rank them 17, I don't know, like that to me, that's super low. I don't know, just in the grand scheme. I mean, again, it's tried and true. It's not good. <laughs> well, but so especially like, so I've, I've been saying this, like ever since they changed whatever they were doing, like they went to like fresh beef for the quarter pounder and like double quarter pounder with cheese. Those are amazing. Those are, yeah, those are outstanding now. Um, But then to do, you know, give them rallies at 16 rallies is a horrible burger. Yeah, not a fan. there for fries. That's it. Um, Johnny Rockets. I don't even know why that's on the. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like Red Robin, eh, I've, I've never been overly. When's the last time you've been to one? Uh, Pre-COVID, maybe like January, February. Oh, dude, it's been years, and there's one by the house, like years. Oh yeah, there's one. Yeah, there's one not. There's one not four miles from me. Yeah, there's one uh, on our fourteen mile. That's fine. How no Burger King is eleven. How is Burger King not dead last? Burger See, and that's it, like it's is, like like you like I will fight somebody about that. Like, how do you put Burger King above McDonald's? Yeah, that flame broiled taste is just too bizarre for me. It's bad. It's ch- it's charcoal. It's yeah. Now the Coke so, is bad. The fries are bad. Now see, now ten. I was stunned when Fat Burger over by my old place uh, when I was working for Chrysler Financial. There was one at like Telegraph and I don't know the six ninety six interchange and all that stuff. Yeah, dude, Fat Burger was amazing. Never heard of it. Those were good, dude. Those and like you could yeah, get like- you could get a burger with a fried egg on top of it, and I'm like, how? Like, oh, like, and they and they were good, good burgers. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, because I've never been to well, then Steak and Shake and then Burger Fi. I've, I've never been to Burger. I've Fi. never even heard of Burger Fi. I've heard of it, but I've never been. There's a Burger Rim that just opened on like Telegraph in like 14. Yeah, um, I got nothing. Yeah, Smash Burger. Smash Burger. I'm not a. I'm not a fan. See, there's a Smash Burger by us. Couple of them. I am perfectly comfortable with Wendy's being at number six. Like they're like yeah. they they deserve to be above 
like what I always have that conversation when it comes to like it's, it's like okay you got like Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's like their burgers, their their chicken sandwiches, their everything are just I yeah I'll, I'll go for that all day every day. If only their fries were not hot garbage. Half the time they're not even hot. Like they're lint, see the one soggy, by I've never crispy. The one by my house I never have that issue. I've never gotten the crispy fries yeah, at Wendy's. I just got the Wendy's for the other day from Nine Mile. That one, and they were they were garbage. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I mean Shake Shack, um, decent. Yes, I think they're outstanding. Like that's you know, but I don't consider that a fast food burger because you got to wait twenty minutes. Right. For it. It's a it's a it's like a you know it's a different it's a different beast. Well, so that's the thing. It's not it's yeah it's not fast food. It's chain. That's I mean because yeah I mean like Red Robin right. isn't fast food. Right. Yeah, Whataburger. I've had them once. Liked it. Never been. Uh, Five Guys needs to stop giving you an entire potato when it comes to like a they side don't. of rice. The last, the last two times I got a small fry, it was the cup, and that was it. <laughs> and there was like eight fries in there. That's surprising. I so like, I know, because usually it's like, all right, grab a monster handful of fries and then go upstairs. And now it's like, wait, there's no fries in the bag? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then, yeah. And oh, by the way, now I have to wipe grease off my hands for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know if it's just a DoorDash thing because of the greasy bag and then it's hard to deliver it and it gets all nasty. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, even there. And then In N Out, I mean, everybody always raves about In N Out and, you know, the off menu menu and all that stuff. So that's good, but then you and I—I uh, I think this is probably one of the one of the best stops we ever made uh, during one of the tri- one of the uh, something we were speaking at. We stopped at Culver's. I, man, I tell everybody about those burgers. Like, I don't care what Mormon cult is behind them and runs them. Like, they they make a hell of a burger. Yeah, butter burgers are pretty. They're good. ran by children of the. They're ran by children of the corn. Oh yeah, no. It's bizarre. Oh yeah, no. You walk okay. in and it looks like the children. No matter where you, no matter which one you walk into, it is always the children of the corn behind the counter. <laughs> right. But that is uh, when you, when I talk about like you know getting uh, making a tasty uh, like there's nothing better than um one of the just a double with nothing on it like it's, and it's, it's, and they are a fast food burger like that is like that's not a. Like the you know the drive-throughs and the whole nine yards, like it's it's not something you got to sit there and wait twenty minutes for. You always have to wait, but it's fine. I don't mind. Like mm-hmm. said, if you're going to make it, you know, fresh to order or whatever. But yeah, I'm glad to see my uh, actually a friend of mine bought five of them. Uh, he opened his first one up on 16 and Vanek in the Meyer parking lot. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm kind of I was happy. Yeah, I was happy for him. Uh, but he, yeah, he bought five of them. So like, he was all bragging about this. That's where I got the article from. Oh yeah, actually, I, I remember you. I remember you having the. Uh, I remember when he was having those conversations about trying to get off that that off the ground, and it was basically, oh, you want to open a Culver's? Here's all the financing you need. Go. Here's here's all the money. <laughs> yeah, I think Oxford Bank gave him a hundred percent loan. Yeah, like they're like, yeah, these things break money, and he was telling me what he what he makes from each one. I was like. Take me with you, please, <laughs> I want to play. What's this IT business? I want to make burgers for a living. Yeah, exactly. Or at least own something where people make burgers. That's totally fine as well. Uh, so we've joked about this, and I, and I love that apparently it finally happened. Uh, the New Yorker mag- uh, suspended one of their reporters um, because of a Zoom incident. <laughs> now, was it was it? 
Butter Wiener. That's what I want to find out. Uh, I well, I mean, it said it, it, the, the, they didn't. They, apparently, they would not answer requests for follow up information. Uh, but it did specifically say in the article that he exposed himself on the Zoom. So one assumes. Well, so this is. I made an embarrassingly stupid mistake believing I was off camera. Mister Tubin said. I apologize to my wife, family, friends. I thought I had muted the Zoom video. Right there. Stupid. I thought I had muted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, well, yeah, because, yeah, you got to turn the sound off. Fine. But you got to turn it. And it is. I mean, it's real. So, But here's the thing that I've noticed because I did this once. There is an option in Zoom where you can just say hide self view. And all that does is re- like so like if I do that, that removes me from the picture. But you can still see me, right? Oh yeah. So so um, so you might think that removes you. Know, was you. he being funny? Was he being funny and like walked away and like sh- like showed his butt, like or did he like just like put no, his I think he was on the going to town on himself and didn't realize the camera was on, or you know was having a risky business Friday and only had a dress shirt on and no pants whatsoever and then stood up. I mean, it, it, but like I said, they they didn't respond to requests for further information. So who knows? Did I ever tell you I did that once? By the way, and luckily I had pants on. Um, I was the, so my laptop was in front of me and then my, I had my DX 80 was behind me behind the monitor was, and I was working, it was a touch screen. So I was going to, and I take my laptop and I pull it down. <laughs> All of a sudden I hear my phone go, bring, 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 bring. they go, Bob, your camera is right on your crotch. Right <laughs> oh boy. I'm like, thank God I got pants on this time. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Hey, and so I know uh, you were a huge fan of uh, Fury Road, uh, the Mad Max movie that came out. Yes. And apparently they have cast the prequel. Like, I didn't know. So, like, we've all talked about, okay, we all want it to be uh, the boomerang kid that is, you know, that's in Fury Road. Um, But this is apparently going to be a prequel, so it'll be somewhere between Thunderdome and Fury Road. That's one of my favorite stories of all time. It was after Motor City Comic Con. It's on Sunday, and I go to the theater by myself to go watch Fury Road. I remember that, yeah. see it that opening weekend. And then I buy a single ticket, and I go into the theater, and the only person sitting in the entire theater, my ticket is directly adjacent to that human (laughs) being. So I had to, like, move, like, eight times so I didn't have to sit right next to him. And I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sitting next to you. Um, But, I, you know, yeah, because how did – are they going to make it that he's toe-cutter – or is that just uh, just happenstance of casting? I guess we'll have like, to see. Are they going? Like, are they? What are they going to? Yeah, because like, how did that? You know, how did we get here? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, they didn't even specifically address the timeline that it's going, or like where in the timeline it's going to exist. Um, just that it's a prequel. So, I mean, that's like, but like I said, logically, so it has to be somewhere between Thunderdome and Fury Road, and I guess we'll find out where as more details come out. Well, they did cast that's- younger Furiosa, so. Right. Oh. Yeah. So you've yeah twenty years before Fury Road ish, maybe based on actor ages. Yeah, could be. Speaking gonna, of, uh, is Master going to be in it? Because Blaster died. Right. So maybe Speaking Master's of, in it. And he's yeah. Speaking of having a theater to yourself, you can uh, rent an AMC theater for ninety nine dollars. They've already pissed me off. They're dead to me. Uh-oh, what happened? Uh, so Empire Strikes Back is no longer on the list of movies. Uh. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Like that's and that's the only Wait, you were able to pick which movie? Yeah. They had a list of movies you could pick from. 
and Empire was, and I wonder if it's like if they just got flooded with requests from nerds to like sit there and have the entire theaters to themselves watching Empire Strikes Back. But it was, yeah, it was like, which movie do you want to watch? So it's Tenet, it's Tenet, Tenet, Tenet. Hocus Pocus, yeah, Shrek, The War with Grandpa, Nightwear Before Christmas, Two Hearts, The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, How to Train Your Dragon, Jurassic Park, Jumanji, Monsters Inc., Sonic the Hedgehog, The New Mutants, Hot Trash, all of it. Every movie, but but Empire Strikes Back was on that list for like the first two days and then it disappeared. I would seriously consider doing it with a group of friends for Hocus Pocus. It's a fun Halloween movie. Yeah. I mean, and still, like, for 99 bucks, I mean, if, there, if there's one of those movies that you want to see or, like, you want to see with a couple people, why not? I mean, it's, you know, because the movie theater by my house does it. And I was thinking, you know, because my kid's birthday is in a couple weeks. You know, hey, do you want to? And that was honestly my thought was I was going to do Empire Strikes Back. And then that option disappeared. And so screw you guys. Well, that was, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's for take my two kids and me, it's a $70 bill. Exactly. That's, dude, that's, 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 yeah, that's the same logic I was going through with it. Yeah, because we were talking about that for Annie's birthday in November. Like, what are we supposed to do? But, but yeah, so speak, so Star Wars, dude, someone created a lightsaber, like for real? Yeah, so apparently this thing, um, cut steel. Yeah, guy's name is uh, James Hobson. Um, and I mean, it's so it's it's not technically a lightsaber because it's not standalone. It does require a backpack to be an energy source. Um, but it projects a blade uh, that's you know lightsaber length. Um, and yeah, cuts cuts through steel. That's that's a real thing. Now, how is it? Because that uh, that scene always pissed me off. In episode one, where they cut the circle, the melt, out of the, the double steel, right? And how did it not like burn the hair off of his fingers? Like, it, like his hand is fine, but but it's going to cut through steel. Like, what's the temperature of molten metal, right? And it doesn't make he doesn't go ow. Oh well, because yeah, that's the thing because he's got it pushed all the way into the door, so his hand is right by the melting steel. Yeah, right, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is it because he's got the force and that's, you know. Yeah, that's 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 the biggest plot hole we have to worry about in episode one. That's, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I worry about. Yeah, but no, I, I thought it was, and apparently, uh, like, he makes them. You can, it's four grand. If if you want one, it, it's it's $4,000 and you get the backpack and the, and, and you know, uh, what, what, what can possibly go wrong carrying around a lightsaber? I'm sure Neil already has How does it order. stop? How does it stop at the top? Why isn't it like a flashlight? It just keeps going forever. Uh, there, so the article had all had all that information in it. It's it's basically uh, electromagnets and yeah, no, it's it's basically. I mean, it, it, there's math involved. I mean, <laughs> that's how that works. That's why I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I only do math. When it, I only do math when it suits an argument, not when I want to figure something out. Yeah, exactly. Trust me, I know. Um, so I'm. I, I'm curious about this one. Like, so apparently Chromecast is getting relabeled as Google TV. Now I went through and I played with, you know, I've got a, I've got fire sticks. I've got a Chromecast. I've got, you know, a couple other things. And Chromecast was the one that always like, that was the, the bottom of the list. Like as far as everything I, all the ones I experimented with, that was always the bottom of the list. 
So now apparently it's running Android TV uh, as an OS, and they're renaming it Google TV, and it's supposed to have a lot more options and, and that kind of stuff to it. So I'm I'm curious, and I guess it's what fifty nine bucks if I recall correctly. I fifty. I bought one because um, Maggie had her party downstairs, and the downstairs didn't have smart TV or whatever. Um, so we because uh, it's my old TV from up here. So we I bought I bought one for all the and it has everything I need and then some. So it's basically all the features of my Samsung smart, my brand new Samsung smart TV. <coughs> like, and it, yeah, it was, it, it's phenomenal. So how does it compare to say either like just a Roku TV or like buying a fire stick and plugging that in? I think it's the same. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at option. the apps. Yeah. It's, I mean, YouTube, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, YouTube TV. So this, yeah. So it's Max, yeah. Spotify. Yeah, it's a, now it's a Fire Stick competitor. Before Chromecast was kind of weird because you had to always start things from your phone and then cast it, and then the stick took over. Like, yeah, that like that, and that's like I said, like so that's why it was always the bottom of the barrel for me. I was like, I, yeah. yeah. So this is but just like, a new smart TV interface. It's another thing with Google, though. It's like, why was it Chromecast? Why wasn't it always Google TV? Like it's kind of like. Their branding team, for as great as they are, um, they kind of suck. It's like it seems like they go through this crap constantly. Well, uh, rebranding and doing but stuff. But I mean, if you think about it from a functionality perspective, it was, and like I said, this is why it just didn't work for me. It was designed to be something that would pick up a cast from your laptop or from your, you know, from say Google Chrome, and so. But I can still do that. I can still do that with my phone. Like I, I, I cast to the TV all the time. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? That's just yeah. I mean, we look at you know we were looking at uh, vac- we're looking at vacation spots for my wife's fiftieth, and you know I just uh, you know I cast it to the TV. So I mean that's still you know it's still a thing. Oh, for sure. Well, but I mean, and that's and again, every device does that. You know, the Fire Sticks do it. The Roku's do. I mean, it, it's it's all yeah, there. The TV so. does it. Yeah. Speaking of Google confusing branding and things, uh, it looks like they're finally maybe going to pull the plug on Hangouts. <laughs> Dude, they're I don't. Not, though. Yeah. Did they double down on meat? Well, that's M E T, by the way, not M E A T. Right. That's part of the problem, too, is they use the name Hangouts for both personal and enterprise stuff. And so Google Meet is now the. Enterprise and Google Chat will be the one for personal use. No, I think Meet you can use for anything, and it's going to be a Microsoft Teams combatant because they're figuring Chat is like the Teams component, right? Um, that's what I got from this, um, and they're telling, they're saying that the the hundred million people use Meet Google Meet every day. They're adding three million users a day. Like I'm guessing, who are these people? Eighty percent of those are accidental users because they've slipped a link into a calendar invite. <laughs> and they're saying they're pulling Zoom out of. They can't. Calendar so I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like so, like even right now, like the Zoom integration is through a browser add-on from Zoom itself. Like so, that's that's not something that like I, I don't think that's something unless they specifically try to block that plugin, which I think would be a horrible idea on their part. Um, Cause I mean, then you're right back to, you know, the Microsoft antitrust litigation of the browser war days. See, here's the thing. Like if, if Google had a mail app that rivaled outlook is too good of an email app 
they would uh, they compete. Because um, right now, you know, because you still have some companies using G Suite. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, Outlook is just is way too good of an email client. It's it's I don't want to say it's perfect. Um, maybe because I've been using it my entire life, but um, it's good. But it's yeah, it's got some not. dealing with PST files and stuff is still a nightmare. But generally, you don't have to touch those much anymore. Automate scripts, Randy. Clean, yeah, that that's like I think that's like eighty percent of our tickets is um, like Outlook is slow. Why is your Outlook slow? Because your deleted folder has thirteen thousand emails. Is eight it. gigs? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And your PSD file is ninety nine percent, and we delete we dump your deleted folder, and it's fast again. And you're good. Um, so I'm I'm curious, like, if this is a just staying on the Google topic. Apparently, Google Search is now going to let you hum a song to it, and and it'll search for you. So I'm curious if they're going to like bounce up against whatever trademarks and that kind of stuff, like. Shazam and and that kind of stuff have. I was gonna say, didn't Shazam and Soundhound add this years ago? No, I don't remember anyone doing this. When I saw this, I was like, "It sounds ridiculous." Well, you know what it reminded me of? All the girls at that the at the bar when I DJed that wouldn't know the name of the song and they wouldn't know the words to it either. They would just go, "Can I hum it to you?" But it goes like, like no. Uh, it goes yeah. like that. Uh, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Soundhound has had this for years, so this is just a catch-up feature and not something groundbreaking. Uh, Fancy catch-up? Yeah. <laughs> it's a real catch-up. Um, Does it work, though? I-, I was trying to mess around with it before the show just to see if it, like, how, like, what would you hum? Like, I'm just trying to think of what song, like, it makes no sense to me how they would pick up what you're humming. I probably bases out in like pitch and rhythm and compares waveforms or something like that. But like, does it like the, cause like you can be humming the words, you could be humming the guitar. Like, I don't know. It's, if you're not going to catch me dead doing it anyway. When I have Shazam, why do that? This well, if like you know the lyrics, you can search by the lyrics. I think it's more the melody or the, the musical aspect and not the lyrics. Right, but if you have Shazam, oh, by the way, oh, I'm so I'm, I'm ranting so hard right now. Um, so High Fidelity is one of my favorite movies of all time. Top five, yeah. Back, um, it was during a period of my life where that's all we did was argue about things, and it was pre-internet, so you couldn't just pull out your phone. And it was top five, and we'd argue this and that. It just it was that's all we would do when we would go have a drink is you know argue about things, whatever. There's a series now on Hulu called High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz. Um, and it's, it's word for word the same as the movie, except they added some modern features. Like a guy walks into the record store and holds Shazam up. And there's like a Jack Black character, but now it's a, a black woman. And, but she's like, and then she yells at him about using Shazam and not asking her. And like, but but it's like word for word. She's like going through, and he goes, a number one with a bullet. Like it's almost the same words as high fidelity, but they've made it into a series, um, which is a huge pile of hot garbage. <sighs> yeah. But they tried to make it modern, but they reuse dialogue. That's what I. That's what I don't know. Like, it, it to me, that's just so stinking lazy. 
Like, why couldn't you just rewrite the dialogue? Like, you tried to make because like, that requires original thought, <laughs> and I believe that is something they, we have we have established that Hollywood is not good at. But they did like they would make certain scenes like modernized, but then they would like do verbatim the same dialogue. Like, it makes no it makes no sense to me. Um. <laughs> Yeah, why not just watch the original movie? Yeah, what? Wh- why? Yeah, um, so, uh, you know we, we we're always talking about like censorship and getting things pulled, and you know are, are people getting too touchy about stuff and that kind of thing. That story about uh, the German uh, online laws uh, that are attempting to get rolled out into France that they're shooting down, um, and the one called Earn It here in the U.S. Um, little concerning because we're getting into that area where. You know, we the service providers have always had that gray area of, hey, we're not responsible for the content that our users post, that kind of thing. Um, this strips that away. And so the rule in Germany is like basically if, if a provider, like the Facebooks of the world, get notified of something containing hate speech, that sort of thing, uh, they have to have it down within 24 hours. Period. End of story. Um, they in Germany is trying to make that tighter where it has to be down within one hour. Um, and, and so it's a little chilling. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There, there's some, <laughs> not all free speech is good speech. Um, so there, there, there are some applications that I could see for it, but I mean, by and large, it's, it's a little creepy seeing some of the stuff work through our own system and what it might mean. Who defines hate speech? And that's the issue. Cause like, if you want to do like a, like a, you know, what's a grouchy German, a sauerkraut. Right? Is that is that offensive? Is that hate speech? Is that I'm only doing that because I'm you know German? I you know yeah, no 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 it's okay. My best friend's it. German. It's fine. <laughs> Someone could say that's hate speech, and I think it's just a stupid joke. Well, and that gets into that like you know that line. I was going to say, I mean, like that gets into the whole conversation of like it's a, it's okay if you're offended by something like you, that, like that's like you're allowed to have your own personal sensibilities and that kind of stuff, and but that doesn't mean that it is capital O offensive. It it doesn't. Right. Well, that was a uh, no. Right. But who, like you know, like Booger said, Revenge of the Nerds too. And who sets the standards? Um, that that's always you know. Is it some team of twenty people? Is it some person? With well, Bob, you have to have a Democrat and a Republican sitting in a place in Hamtramck, and that's <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But like. Yeah, is it one person who's going, yep, 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 you know what I mean? Is it, like, you can't, I don't know, this thing, I don't know, this crap's all ugly. It's, yeah. So why, can't it, you just let, why can't you just let people sort each other out? Like, if somebody wants to put hate speech out, then they get outed as an asshole. Yeah, and then, but, you know, but Bob, then you have things like people fomenting plots to, you know, kidnap governors and shit, and, and that's... Uh, uh, we all said that was the joke of the internet anyway, right? First, there was those people used to mutter in their basement. Now they found others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the, that was the old Richard right. Jenny shtick. You know, yeah, yeah. Every town has that guy right. that you just know is that guy. And the problem is, is that now that all those that guys can find each other. <laughs> right. Now, well, the, the, where do they go now? Like message forums are gone. Isn't that where they used to find each other? I, 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 I don't know. Private encrypted chats at this point. Who the hell knows? I'm going to throw it out there. I miss. I think social media should go away. I think Twitter and Facebook should be gone. 
and we used to go back to message forums. It, message, it was so much more fun. It was when it was just message forums, and you could you could actually make fun of people without having your real name attached to it. <laughs> so you just like the anonymity. That's all it was. So <laughs> I, I, I can get that with Reddit, but Reddit threads don't. I don't. I hate the way they track. It takes you like a half an hour to see a reply to an original post. Right, because you got to keep. Yeah. They don't line up right. Well, and, and plus, we all know your username now, so we know it's you. <laughs> True. No, Randy, if it wasn't for Randy, no one would have known. <laughs> Those meddling kids. Um, so, are, are you are you rushing out to buy either the uh, the Ritz taco crackers or the uh, the booze hot dogs? Like, dude, what that? What? Hold on, hold on, stop at the Ritz crackers, dude. Ritz crackers, that shit's a game changer. With taco shaped Ritz, like how is that different than like the Tostito scoops? Other than the Ritz crackers, still the butter cracker because it's Ritz crackers, spinach dip like a mofo, like it changed this. Oh, I can see that. Okay, I that these things, and you put them. You can do crab dip. Like imagine the possibilities of these taco crackers, like what you could put in them, like all the dips, the Mexican dips, like. You know, Mexican dip you use for the Tostito bowls, and that's about it. Everything else, though, buffalo chicken dip, dude, it's going to be so much better than, than, like, this, you know. Yeah. It keeps it all neat and tidy. You know me. I'll give it a shot, and I'll break stuff. We'll see what happens. But the booze hot dog is a bag of of toilet. Like, I don't – like, who needs – who asked for bourbon, gin, and rum – infused hot dogs like how is that even a thing i would try one if somebody served it to me but i would not go buy it's it's not them. something that i will seek out ever like like yeah if, if i'm somewhere that happens to have dog, them who ate a hot dog and someone goes bob want a shot of bourbon no i'd rather just have it infused in this right like those aren't things that need to go together like like booze ice cream never needed to go together like Everyone always texts me like Jägermeister popsicles. And I'm like, how about just drink Jägermeister and have a popsicle? Yeah, why would you? Why would you do that? I need them together. Booze dogs are. Like, I don't their tagline is man's best meat. I don't. I disagree. What's the What's the booze? What's the booze content in them? I mean, it it can't be. It, I mean, it's it's like dude, like I make blueberry pancakes with blueberry schnapps. The alcohol cooks off. So I mean, like it, it can't be like I don't I, like I don't I don't see them as being truly alcoholic. I think it's just the flavor that stays. I mean, not all of the alcohol will cook off. So, but still, these aren't flavors I would ever like. Yeah, like you said, eating a hot dog and want a shot with to chase it down. That sounds worse. Yeah, take so, a like, take I a bite of hot dog. Take a sip yeah. of bourbon. Take a bite of hot dog. Take a sip. No, that's not that's nothing that has ever seemed like a good idea to me in my life. No. Oh, but then I it says it's marinated in real bourbon gin and rum, no synthetic flavoring. How many times does that rub, that bourbon get reused? It, well, can, like, can you imagine like bourbon hot dog water? No, like that that no. <laughs> sounds like the, maybe the you could use the leftover vodka water in a Bloody Mary to make your Bloody Mary a little meatier, but <laughs> terrible. 
Um, so one of the uh, one of the cons we've been keeping an eye on uh, pretty well. Actually, the last two big cons that were scheduled for this year here in Michigan have now canceled. Um, Grand Rapids uh, canceled last week, uh, and then Yomacon uh, just announced that they were that they were postponing as well. Um, so yeah, uh, Yomacon. Yomacon waited till the last minute. See, dude, I don't I mean, honestly. I don't think. I don't. Th- based on everything we saw with PenguinCon and all the other cons, I don't think this had anything to do with Yomacon not wanting to cancel. I think this had a lot to do with the city and the hotels and all those folks being like being the ones holding the strings on that force majeure clause and forcing them to wait. Yeah, because I think Yomacon really wanted to do it. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, and, and I'm and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure to some degree they held out probably longer than we would have thought reasonable. I mean, that's a god sixty thousand person event um, that happens downtown. And, and I mean, it's. I mean, it would have been great if it could happen. But like, dude, if the auto show ain't happening, and that, you you ain't new. <laughs> Yeah, because this um, is what the first weekend have, uh, in November. Yeah, it's always like Halloween weekendish. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the contraptions, by the way, for Halloween, um, to give candy out? Like the candy so shoot like Spencer a, made. Yeah, it's like a, it's like shaped like an eye. So it's like you know, so you like the the T part goes on top with like a little you know bead thing and then you drop the candy and then it slides down the stoop and then the kid can grab it at the bottom and then there's like a like so, PVC can uh, yeah. T bar at the bottom. Well, yeah. The problem that I've seen with all of them, though, is that they all have that sharp corner on on the, at the bottom of the PVC. So, like, if you're handing out full size candy bars, you can't use that. You can only hand out the little crappy candy. I just throw it at them. Now, see, that's more reasonable to me. I'm like, just going to set out a table and you know, candy bars at each end, and as they empty, refill them. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I'll be I will be. I'm I'm not expecting a huge kid turnout this year. I'm I'm not. It, it Yeah. I'm buying 20 20 movie size candy boxes. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm just you know, I'm just assuming with everything going on, um you know, you've got <laughs> which which brings me to my own little rant. Um you know, you've got schools getting ready to reopen. Um and that kind of crap, you know, as you know, you, you got to love the logic. You know, so March, oh my god, we have 3000 cases. Just protect the kids, lock everything down. Um, now we have, you know, 200,000 plus dead, uh, you know, millions of cases. But, hey, let's go ahead and reopen the schools and, and, and get the kids crammed back in there. That's that's a great idea. So and like but the one the one piece of credit I, I will give them and, and it was probably accidental that they did this is that the school district that I'm in is not opening uh, November 9th uh, like a lot of other places are. They pushed it back to the 30th. And so I'm kind of half wondering if that's not a CYA move where because it what dude the school board meetings were just at like I don't know if you've hopped in any of the virtual school board meetings or that kind of crap by you. I mean, it's it's like people were literally crying that that they, they couldn't handle their kids, that they couldn't like handle trying to teach their kids and that kind of stuff. And it was it was just a, it was an absolute shit show, um, which and don't get me wrong, I, I understand. But that that's not the school's problem. That's whatever it is, what it is. So I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, so they could they could tell those people, hey, we're giving you what you want by setting an opening date, knowing full damn well and good that by November 30th, 
Michigan is going to be the exact same shit show that Wisconsin is right now and, and is only getting worse. And so everything's going to be locked back down by the 30th. So it's not really like they're not really going to go back to school. There, I mean, didn't they already start some districts going to school? And like, I think as far as I think the they're going Monday, Tuesday, home Wednesday, oh, no, no, Thursday, no. Friday, they're going back in. I mean, I think that's yeah, what some, our districts some are. Some local schools. I know my have... little one, my little one's going in first. I think the older ones are going. The high school's going in January. Yeah, no, no, no. So this was here. Here with this district, this is basically the elimination of the hybrid model. So you are, you know, you have to ch- you have to choose by October thirtieth. You are either sending your kid all the way back in five days a week for full days, or you are they are going fully virtual. No in between. No one or two days a week. No. I know I got to fill out a questionnaire like once a week. Is your kid going to come to school? Yes or no. Or come to, you know, in person. Are they going to wear a mask? Yes or no. If not, why not? Are they going to eat breakfast? Are they going to eat lunch at school? You know what I mean? So like, you know, and I got to so answer three of those basically every week. Um, while they figure this crap out. So, well, and, and the sad reality is, is those answers are conditional. Like, you know, if, if the numbers weren't climbing and we weren't getting closer to a shit show, yeah, I'd be more comfortable with them going back in and that kind of stuff. Or, you know, hey, let's talk about, you know, instead of just saying November 30th, we're going to rip off a Band-Aid. Okay, so maybe instead of, you know, 10 kids in a pod, let, let's, you know, maybe jack that up to 12 or 14 and see how that goes for a couple weeks. And if things are still good, okay, bring it up to 16 or 18 and, and see how that goes for a couple weeks. This whole like because and that's the thing like you reading through the plant they, they they have no plans but reading reading through what's being put out nobody has thought this shit through at all um, they dude anybody with any kind of like risk mitigation background like I I dude I like I just want to I want to I want to go and meet them in person just so I can slap them upside the back of the head I don't think I think the worst job right now other than being a mop boy at a peep show. <laughs> Uh, would be a school superintendent. I think that's pretty much like the next rung up on the. Yeah, exactly. You've got you know Lions quarterback, Red Wings goalie, school superintendent. <laughs> right. Like it's just the, the 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 hell and the shit that they have to probably endure on a daily basis of like emails and phone calls. Um, like again, I'm not worried about my kids. I'm not worried about your kids, but I'm worried about some people's kids. Uh huh. Like there's we got to do. Something. Um, I'm just saying. Well, and, and I do like, I, I understand the practical realities of it. Like I, I understand that there are, you know, you've got single parents, you've got, you know, people that, you know, aren't in the position where they can, you know, they, they could have their kids home very easily and that kind of stuff. And, and I get that, but I always fall back on none of this took us by surprise. Like when they closed the schools in March, you had to deal with it then. All summer long, they were saying, hey, this is probably how this is going to play out. So you knew what was coming, and and you still didn't try to figure out a plan. Of, you know, you still didn't try to figure out a way to make this work for yourself. And that's, I, yeah. But then again, who, who knew? Personal accountability. Who knew? Who would have thought that? Yeah. Kooky. So um, who wins in a fight between the, see, you know, this one surprised me. A thousand T Rexes or eighty thousand chickens. I'd say the chickens win. 
See, my problem with this is okay. So now you're assuming that they're they're attack chickens, because like if you if you put eighty thousand chickens and you put a thousand T Rexes, wouldn't like normal chickens just run the hell away from the T Rexes? Like wouldn't like wouldn't they just sense stranger danger and go? <laughs> I don't know what they because like if you watch the beginning of it, the chickens are kind of just like whatever. Yeah, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And then a couple T Rexes start eating them, and then they go to town, and like they ended up like blowing out the T Rexes, and I, I don't get it either. Like it makes no sense to me. Whoever wrote this sim program, I don't think, yeah, because T Rexes eat meat, chickens. What are they going to peck their toes? So I'm like, literally, <laughs> the chickens won by a landslide. Well, and that was. I don't, it's like the whole um, like army ants taking out like an alligator. Like you see those videos in nature every now and then, where like it's just a sheer swarming thing. And you know they, they and they, you, like some of them were going for the feet and making the T Rexes fall over. So it was kind of like you know the whole at at and getting the tow cable wrapped around and having a fight. And then you could take them out that way. I yeah no I I I'm I'm I, like I said I'm I'm it's just the assumption that you have bred attack chickens that bothered me with that. See that's the it's that's that's me playing. Uh, that's totally me right now playing Age of Empires two. I have it on infinite everything unlimited all the things. And I just make this massive army, and then I just kind of unleash. Um, like, like that's all I've, I've done. Go, yeah, exactly. Go, be, be be free, my child. And then they all, you know, then they uh, kill everybody. But yeah, the um, Age of Empires three definitive edition just came out, and that's even uh, as beautiful as two. Um, so they they redid the graphics, um, the sound, the, like when buildings collapse. Now the the bricks, the graphics, it's it's freaking great. I, I'm I'm having a blast. So you can have a blast as much as you want to, Bob, uh, but do not ever pass gas in an Uber in the UK, apparently. I swore that's why I was only like a 4'6". I was like <laughs> one of those Ubers. Um, but this dude got charged. One, so the headline assault. was a little misleading. He didn't get charged with assault because he farted in an Uber. Um, no, 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 they got in a fight. Yeah, he got charged with assault because he wound up punching the driver. There's a difference. <laughs> Um, and granted, it is barstool sports, so it's you know, right? Um, you know what I've been loving? Uh, you know what I've been loving watching is a. Uh, I'm a huge Dave Portnoy fan. I don't know if you are or not. I love freaking love the guy that started Barstool. Um, and he does these um pizza like a one bite pizza reviews at every place in New York. So when he goes, he made it. There were so many pizzerias in New York. Every day he goes and makes a video about eating one slice of pizza at every place in New York. Um, I don't know if you've seen those or not. Is it, you actually, yeah, you, pre- you brought these up before, and I went and took a look at a few of them, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're outstanding. Um, but that's where uh, um, the, the, this, this article was from Barstool. So, I mean, obviously, they're, mm. they're writing stuff just to be just to be silly. Um, but the one, are these, the one, is that one fake? Like, the, it's at the guy at Costco, and then he's at the, like, that fart in the phone. Are those fake? Do you know what I'm th- talking about? I think so, yeah. Because I see a bunch of those with like the same audio on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's like this echo, like I don't know. You it did, sounds you, like I wanted to be. I, you did that Godzilla burping guy walking around. Is <laughs> oh my god! I haven't watched those videos in ages. I can't. I don't know if he's uh if he's in quarantine. I gotta look him up. <laughs> Is it Yanagi? Let's see if he's still roaming the countryside. 
Yeah, well, no, I think he was from Amsterdam or something. Um, well, and yeah, the guys that do the, uh, the guys that do the charter videos haven't done anything because of quarantine. This quarantine sucks. I get no perfect fight <laughs> videos no more. <laughs> Nothing. Well, and I mean, who knew? Like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I genuinely did not know Barnes and Noble was still a thing, um, and apparently they got breached. From who? Somebody who apparently knew that Barnes and Noble was still around. In the <laughs> weren't they? Weren't they? An, I mean, obviously, they're, are they still Ann Arbor based? Weren't they? Uh, was that Borders? That was Borders. That was Borders. And Walden Books, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I don't even. I couldn't tell you where there is a Barnes and Noble. Is there? Is there one on Rochester Road, the old bowling alley? I think. Dude, there was there. one over by Oakland Mall. I don't know. I like, but I haven't been. God, I haven't been by there, and I can't tell you how long. So it was like, yeah, like fourteen in John Arish. Yeah. Ooh, I don't like uh, second. I don't know which one. I'm. I don't remember the last one. Yeah, I think the one in Rochester Road, the old bowling alley across from the Target. Um, but like, I think do people go like Second Charles? Is that like I'm assuming people are going to those more now? There's one. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, if they're open, I mean, yeah, looking for board games. Apparently, like that's there's been a huge surge of like board game purchases. Um, you know, because uh, people looking for stuff to do stuck at home. Um, by the way, huge shout out. Um, I'm just going to tell anybody, everybody, because I, I played it a couple times now. Um, what do you meme is a phenomenal game and it is a ton of fun. And there are expansion packs that you can get for it. Like there's a kid safe version of it. Um, there's like a Rick and Morty one. There's a, you know, a bunch of other ones that are out there. That is a hell of a game to sit around and play with people. It's, it's a lot of fun. Is it the same apples, yeah, apples was- formula? Cards Against Humanity formula. Yep. Somebody picks what they think. You, ha- you have a picture and everybody picks the, you, know, you got seven cards, pick the one that matches the meme and you did, yeah. Gotcha. And that was the, uh, we talked about like baseball cards going going back to normal or going through the roof again because people are collecting. Um, I just watched a thing from Wall Street Journal on YouTube about why is the market still doing well, you know, when all these people are still out of work and the economy, you know, the economy's doing bad. Why is the market still doing good? Apparently, because they, day trading they change the companies. Again. That too, but day trading, I guess, is taking off again. Where like the percentage of uh, individual traders is like it is all time high right okay. now. So we're so we're fully back to two thousand one now, is what you're saying? Well, people are downloading Robinhood and they're, they're, they're right day trading. They're buying stock now. So like, yeah, all of you know all the stuff that we thought you know throw away all my baseball cards and all that crap, and now it's like shit. I I got to dig all those things out because they're which closet did I put those in? <laughs> oh, I know where they're at. The problem is I got to go get them all gem mint rated. Otherwise, I can't. Uh, which, Nobody's going to buy Yeah. I know. Like, it's like five bucks a card. Uh, which, but it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, you know, Barry Sanders is sitting there. It's an $80 bill. I got to send it out for $5. Do I do it and sell it? Or do I, you know, what do I do? Or do I keep I mean, it's it? still quite a profit on it. That's what I'm saying. So at this point, you know, it's like, you know, I, you know, and then the, um, that nerd out toys, like I got the Darth Vader head full of all, you know, and the guy's like, I'll give you top dollar for it. Cause you got all the guns. I'm like, what am I doing with it? It's sitting in the closet, you know, with, uh. with my Boba Fett Shogun warrior without the, that I didn't put the stickers on. <laughs> I know. Uh, the wonderful Great Lakes Comic Con purchase. Right. Right. Well, you know, what are you supposed to do with all this crap now? It's, at this point, you know, yeah, exactly. There's only, there's only so much space on your desk at home, desk at work here on the bar right yeah i get it i lost my desk at home so yeah (laughs) all right uh that's anything else no 
then let's call it a night, shall we? Sounds good to me. All right, we're going to wrap things up with this episode 370. I'd like to thank August uh, from the city of Hamtramck for shedding some light on voting. Uh, on behalf of Bob, Dave, and Randy, do us all a favor, drink up your drinks, get your phone numbers. You don't got to go home. Well, actually, we are home. We just got to get the hell out of here. See you uh, next week. Drive careful. Beat it. See you guys. Yeah.